Welcome to Her Digital Brand, a show where we interview female founders and leaders of some of the best brands on the internet. I'm your host, Kyler Nixon, and in just a minute, I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Brad Bishop. Today on the show, we have Allison Jandu, founder of The Potty Training Consultant. Allison is going to talk about what it looks like to build a wildly successful brand from a product that's a little bit more of a nice to have. I can't wait for you to hear it. Allison, great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, just really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm happy to talk to you guys. Sweet. Okay, let's go ahead and jump in. We love to just like get right into it. Um, I'd love to just kind of hear the background for how you started Potty Training Consultant and like what kind of led you to where you're at today. Yeah, definitely. So I guess I should start by saying like, I never in a million years imagined that this is what I would end up doing for a living, um, you know, helping families get their kids to pee and poop on the potty, kind of mind blowing to like think back on that now. Um, but I'm also a mom myself. So I've got two little ones. They're, they're older now. They're um, seven and six. But when I was potty training them, I just kind of realized how um, there wasn't a ton of like really kind of focused, reliable, science-based like techniques or information out there about potty training, which is what I was really searching for because I just tend to be like a very science-minded person. Like I went to school for forensic science. So I like to know, you know, the why behind, you know, when somebody's telling you keep your kid naked for three days, like why, like, what's the point of that? You know? So I like to have like the, the research and stuff to back that up. And I was just really struggling to find any kind of resource, um, on the topic specific of potty training. And I just couldn't, I, I couldn't understand why I was kind of baffled because there's been so many, um, developing fields for other topics of parenting, you know, like lactation support in the hospital when you're breastfeeding, um, sleep consulting has become a really big thing. Uh, you've got people out there who are experts in childhood behavior, uh, nutrition, like all these kinds mm -hmm. of things, but there was like nothing really for potty training. And my daughter actually, personally, she's my younger one. She struggled with a lot of constipation issues and things like that from the time she was like a little baby. And so it made potty training extra kind of difficult mm. for us. And I just wished that I had somebody that was an expert that I could ask for help with that because I didn't really fully know how to navigate all of those problems that we were having. And I decided once I was able to figure all of it out that I wanted to, I wanted to be that resource for people. So I just poured as as much energy as I could in the spare time that I had into just learning everything that I possibly could learn about potty training, um, like reading all the books that are out there on it, spending hours online, just trying to read all the research papers on it and stuff. And um, one thing led to another. And I started potty training consultant, just thinking it would be like this little part-time thing that I would maybe help like one family every couple of weeks and it's just blown up. So it's been an amazing wild ride. <laughs> Allison, I, I'm so curious. You, so you mentioned forensic science and I had a, I had a roommate in college who was doing forensic science because there's not a lot of schools in the, around the country that do it. There aren't. And so no. I know exactly how many science classes you had to take and props to you uh, for Thank that you. <laughs> because I remember looking at his degree sheet and I was like, nope, mm, not doing that. <laughs> um, what were you doing prior to this? 
Um, prior to this, I was actually working in a laboratory setting. Um, so I was working, I was, I started off in the lab. I was actually doing water testing um, from the time I was in high school. And uh, from there, I just kind of moved from lab to lab. I ended up going to school in Baltimore. So I moved and I got a job near um, near Baltimore at, a, at another lab. And I was running their water testing department. And um, then I ended up working on some of the other stuff that the lab did, which was more like electronics testing and things like that. So, um, so I kind of worked my way up and then I became like their sales manager. I got to travel around the country and like talk to NASA and like the NSA and like all these like really cool government agencies and stuff to help them come up with plans for how to test their, you know, creations and inventions and all that stuff. So, um, so that's where I was before starting potty training consultant and was really just kind of an internal struggle for me with sending my son off to daycare. And I, I felt like I was just really missing a lot of his development and, and things like that, just kind of essentially working to pay to send him to daycare when I was missing so much. And um, that's when my husband and I decided that um, I was going to stay home. And then I was bored. So I needed something like to kind of fill my time. So I wanted like a little side hustle kind of thing. And um, that's when the potty training idea came into my head. And from becoming an initial side hustle, it's just grown into this whole new full-time job, which has been amazing. So, you know, I'm not complaining, but um, yeah, just the, a total career shift for sure. Oh, for sure. And that, yeah, that's incredible. So you, when you were doing lab work, you were not looking at potty training stuff at that time. No, like not at that time. Nope. Nothing, nothing in the, you know, child development field at all. It was all more environmental science or um, like electrical sciences, things like that. It wasn't, um, wasn't the psychological realm. How long did it take you to go from side hustle to being a full-time thing? Um, it took me about a year actually. So um, initially I just didn't have the, I had kind of like you were saying, I had two babies under two. And, um, I just didn't have the time <laughs> to dedicate more than that, to, to make it more than what it was, even though I knew that potential was there. Um, so it took me about a year and I did it kind of gradually at my own pace and started, um, you know, like dipping my feet in with like online courses and things like that to try to get some kind of just background revenue that could kind of run on its own and, and not have to be super hands-on with things at all at all times. Um, and then after that year, it just, I was like, oh, I can raise my prices. Like people are willing to pay a lot more for this stuff and people really need this. And, um, and so, you know, once, once my kids were a little bit older and I was able to um, manage them a little bit better is when I poured more time into, into growing the business more so into what it's become today. This is so fascinating because I, I really, I, I know this is not in the questions I sent you. And so sometimes the, these conversations deviate a little bit, but it, it's all good. So when you launched Potty Training Consultant, did you launch like an, did you launch a social media profile first and just post, post, um, blog, build an audience, or did you from day one have a course ready to go? No, I did not have a course. Um, from day one, I did launch like an Instagram page and a Facebook page and a website and that kind of thing. Um, 
but I was mostly just looking for like local people that I could work with. Um, like my kids went to a little gym here. And so the, I was like kind of talking to those families about like how, um, you know, I could work with their, like work with them to help them come up with a plan to potty train their kids and make it easier and avoid a lot of these struggles that parents, um, can encounter during the potty training process. So I was mostly working with like local families initially, um, just like doing one-on-one -on -one consultations with them. And uh, the Instagram thing took me a long time to figure out, to be honest, like I wasn't a huge social media person, um, like in my personal life. So, uh, so trying to find out like what people wanted to see and and what people found useful and, and what would get people on board with what I was doing um, took me a while to, to figure out. But since kind of, you know, narrowing all of that stuff down and learning a lot over the years, um, actually now most of my clientele is just all virtual from all over the world. And, um, and a lot of that does come from Instagram. And I think, um, you know, building kind of that virtual relationship with people because they have a little peek into my personal life in addition to the potty training stuff that I offer. So, um, so I think that kind of builds that trust of like knowing me without actually knowing me. We, um, we sort of talked about this a, a little bit, but like we, you know, we primarily work with course creators and I feel like a lot of, um, people that we talk to sort of skip uh, a lot of steps in the process of building a really successful course brand. And what I mean by that is I think most people that call us are like, okay, um, I started this Instagram or I'm about to start this Instagram and I, because I have an idea or I did this with my own kids and then I'm going to sell this course. Right. And I feel like what you're saying is you kind of found this, this area that was underserved. You said, okay, well, let me dig into this. Let me research it. Let me start with my own kids. Let me understand the research behind it then let me start sharing a little bit of information as I'm learning it myself. Then let me start to work with people one-on-one. -on -one so I understand like what those individual struggles are. And then now obviously you have the courses and you have like this business at scale. Did you think about it that way? Or was it sort of like, this is just the next thing. Oh, I, I need to do this with my own kids. And then now I need to do this with the people in my local, you know, play groups or, or whatever. Was that like, how did you sort of approach thinking about that? Yeah, so I think I was, I think I was just really cautious in the beginning because I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was something that was going to work like for the masses. And so when I started, when my mindset was starting to work with like local families here and there before getting to um, umbrella with like an online course or whatever is I was trying to gain experience because up until then I had really only had experience with potty training my own two kids. And that's not a huge, from my science brain, like that's not a huge data pool, like to, to go off of as far as like what I was doing was effective. Um, so that's why I wanted to, to really work with, with families and get some experience of working with different situations and people that were having different problems, kids who were different ages, different family lifestyles, you know, all of those kinds of things um, before creating my course, because I wanted to be confident that what I was selling was, um, was going to work for people. And um, I didn't want to just be that that mom who has a blog that was like, oh, this is how I potty train my kids and it works. So you should do it this way. 
Um, I really wanted to know, like I said, the why behind everything and the research and, and what science actually tells us is the best way to potty train and incorporate that into like real life situations before, um, before scaling it up to sell it to, to so many people. So awesome. I want to thank all my initial clients who, you know, I learned so much from yeah. <laughs> for, like, for like putting their faith in me and, um, you know, it, but it was great. Like every, I, I'm a big believer in like, they're not being a one size fits all way yeah. to potty train necessarily. Um, so that's kind of what I try to teach people is that there is no one size fits all way. So you can take these basic kind of core principles and practices that are, mm -hmm you know, effective and, and will work and then customize them to match your unique situation. I think you're hitting on something really quick that like, I, I don't know if you've thought about this with your own brand, but like when I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, okay, what makes like this brand successful over like this brand or, or whatever that might be. And I think you're hitting on something that whether you realize it or not, both of these things in tandem, I think have really contributed to your success. One is being an expert and having a level of authority to like share and teach about a topic, right? You mentioned, I don't want to just be like a mom blog who's like, oh, here's how I did it for my kids. That's fine. That's, that's cool. But like when you're starting to actually reach people at scale and you're saying, Hey, this is what you need to do. You have to be able to back that up with a level of like expertise and authority. And so obviously I think you've spent a lot of time doing that, but I think the second piece is, uh, and, and I think this is like a little bit of that secret sauce is that you care deeply about the people that you're serving, right? Like those yeah. two things have to go to in tandem. And if you have one, but not the other, if you're an expert, but you don't have that empathy and that care for the people you're serving, they're going to see right through it. And it's going to feel like a money grab. And if you care about your audience, but you don't have the expertise, then you're not actually able to solve that problem for them because you don't know how. And so I feel like, uh, you know, you're a great example of someone who knows and has been able to implement both of those things hand in hand. And obviously the success has followed that. Um, so I just wanted to like, before Brad asks his question, just wanted to like say kudos and for anyone listening, like, Thank I you. think that's probably a big secret to, to your success. Totally. Thank you so much. I got to say, you're literally teeing up episode two, episode three, episode four. There's so many ways <laughs> yeah, to go. We're just going to do a series. We're just going to do a whole series. <laughs> this is so good. And so when Kyle and I do podcast interviews, we have a private Zoom chat going where we're like, hey, I got I, I got a question. I'm going to jump in here. And ours, I don't think we've ever had an episode where we're just constantly going, ask about this, 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 this. There's so, so many things. So this is, this is all, but that's all like testament to you and what you built. So Okay, I'm I'm so curious here. You we established your backgrounds in forensic science. We know that um, that's the way your brain's wired. Um, did you know anything about marketing, building courses, um, any of that? Um, uh, I I knew a little bit about marketing. Um, this isn't my first small business. Um, my husband and I, uh, gosh, like twenty years ago now, um, we had our own little business um and we were doing which is like totally far into the spectrum um we were running a uh a co-ed social football league for adults um what? like flag <laughs> like flag football i know so right, episode five that's episode <laughs> oh my gosh this is so good the, the the path to get here is usually i can guess like oh here's how someone probably <laughs> got to this point like i have every idea that i had is completely Oh, out yeah. the window at this point. No, I'm a wild <laughs> card, right, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no, so I knew a little bit about like marketing and stuff like that. 
from that. Like, obviously it was a completely different business. My business is pretty much all virtual. So, um, you know, so it's a whole different ball game. Like I wasn't doing Facebook ads and stuff for the football league that we had. Um, but I knew like, I knew a little bit about basic business practices and, and marketing. I had no idea about the online course thing. Um, I did take some classes and things like that from people to, to learn more about how to do that. And, um, I definitely learned some things to do and things not to do. Um, I've redone my courses twice now um, to get them to where they are today. So, uh, so that's come that's come a long way. Um, and it was a, a huge learning curve for sure, like figuring out the online course thing. But I'm so glad I did because it's it really is a very like lucrative part of my business. And you know, if I've got a vacation coming up, I don't have to worry about booking my week with consultations because the online courses are kind of running in the background to, to support that. Okay. So you're, you're totally teeing up my, the, the actual questions that I sent you <laughs> about, <laughs> like, about challenges, but I kind of wanted to, to pull another thread here for a second, because you've mentioned courses, but I'm looking at, as I look at your website over here, there's correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it looks like there's maybe multiple streams of revenue, right? Yeah. So I've got, I've got the online courses. I've got um, the individual consultations, which I'm not doing as much now, um, but I have those. And uh, I also have a certification program um, because it has blown up so much that uh, we just need more potty training consultants in the world. And um, so I decided to create a certification program where other kind of business-minded women who wanted to start their own little side thing could come and learn from me and um, start their own consultancy and take their own clients and, and kind of set that up how they want to. So that is also a, a newer revenue stream for me as well. So um, yeah, so there are multiple things. And I have a book, um, a children's book <laughs> that I always seem to forget about. Um, but yeah, so I self-published my own children's book last year, which has been amazing. Um, I've always loved writing. And so that was kind of like, I wanted to do it. It's great that it is making some money. It wasn't something that I necessarily had the goal of like making a huge profit on, but, um, but that was kind of a cool little project that I was able to work on. So I've got the books. Um, yeah. So there are definitely multiple little facets of, of the company. What, what is, how's that split for you? Like, cause I mean, most of the clients that we're working with, I would say like 80 to 90% of their revenue kind of comes from like courses alone. And then maybe that 10, 20, 30% is from like one-off stuff or workshops or in-person things or kind of the, the other things that are like maybe a little bit more, uh, work. How is that split up for you? Like, is it pretty even, or is it primarily courses still? It's still primarily courses as of right now, because like I said, I kind of taken a step back from doing the the individual consultation stuff um, and then like kind of the random stuff here and there fills in. So I would say it's about 80 percent courses and about 20 percent other stuff right now. Um, I, I've also recently started like uh, like a product affiliation kind of um, oh, yeah. avenue. Yep. So like, you know, if people want to like 
use me to promote their potty training products to yeah, my yeah. students and my clients and things like that, then um, we have like partnership arrangements that we can do to feature them on the website and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that that's like probably about 5% if that, um, yeah. you know, and then the book sales are, it varies. It depends on when I yeah. post about it on Instagram, basically, as yeah, far yeah. as like when sales come in for that. Um, so yeah, so I'd say it's still about 80% courses. That's like, that's like the meat and potatoes of the business for sure. Cool. I love it. That totally makes sense. So when you look back over the last like few years of building this thing, like obviously where you're at today, like we can kind of look at you, you know, both in revenue and in followers and kind of like the way that you've assembled your business and be like, wow, she's got it all together. Like she's crushing it, which is true. But like, <laughs> you're aware of the fact that like how you got from, you know, point A to here is a little bit more of a windy road than I think most people realize. Totally. Yeah. Um, so when you look back over the last few years, like what have been you know, if you had to maybe pick like one big challenge or maybe even like a small series of challenges, like what's been maybe the hardest part about building, um, building this brand to this point? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think the hardest thing for me that I've encountered, because luckily I haven't had too many struggles with growing the business just because the competition's not really out there for, for this field right now. I mean, like there's a handful of other people out there doing kind of this, like the same or similar things. Um, but I think a lot of it for me was that imposter syndrome. Like I just felt like, you know, do I really have like what it takes to be doing this? Like it, you know, why, why, like, why should people listen to me? Um, so I, I feel like that was kind of hard to overcome. And then when I was first starting out, I had a lot of, at least like when I was advertising kind of here locally where I live, um, like a slightly older generation of people were like, who are you if you can't potty train your kid? Like, really, you need to have a consultant for that now? Like, um, and I was just like, oh, maybe I don't, maybe like people don't need potty training consultants. And like, that was <laughs> like, so that was kind of hard, um, for me to, to overcome at first. And then, like I said, like trying to find the actual like voice and, um, like presence that I wanted to have on social media was, uh, you know, it was a bit of a up and down kind of experience for me. Um, I still remember when I got my first 300 followers on Instagram, like, and I was so excited about that, um, you know, and, and now we're at like 90,000, which is amazing. And, uh, so, so learning that aspect of it and, um, having to kind of shift from going from never being on social media to like having to be on social media, like a lot every day was, um, was kind of a challenging, like lifestyle switch for me, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall there was nothing major because with consulting, like you don't have a ton of like capital to invest in anything. Like you're just right, kind of, right. um, you know, running the show from your laptop at home. And <laughs> so it was, um, I was lucky that it all kind of worked yeah. very fluidly and, and I didn't have a ton of obstacles to, to face. So, yeah. 
you um we, we talked a little bit about this before we started and you mentioned like how you kind of found this gap in the market and i i've thought about potty training because again like we have clients kind of covering almost every single like area we have a client right now we're working with um dog meets baby and she literally helps her. parents yeah. introduce their dog safely introduce their dogs to their babies and vice yeah. versa so i'm like there's literally a course or a product out there for everything and so i've you know i've thought about potty training because it's like every single parent goes through it every yeah. child goes through it but you're right there's not a lot there's not a lot out there usually it's like maybe buried inside of like a behavioral course or you know something along right. those lines right right and so um i i have some theories about that and i'm curious if you would align with this and if this has been a challenge to kind of overcome one is i think that transition from like baby to toddler is a little like underserved in general, right? You've got yeah. kind of like the first two years of life, we're going to help you with all this stuff, sleep and all these developmental milestones. Then you've got like two to five where it's largely behavior and motor skills and all that kind of stuff. But that like 18 months to 36 months, it's like, there's not a lot out there. And potty yeah. training is kind of the star of that show, you know, I would imagine. So you're yeah. kind of like in an area that's just naturally a little like kind of crazy and it's a little underserved um two that window is pretty short right like you don't have years to potty train like it's usually a shorter window and then right. third you you mentioned this like you know most generations or whatever would be like oh they'll figure it out or oh you got to try this and here's this way that i potty train my kid or, or whatever um how have you kind of overcome that like working in such a a niche product with a short time frame that can maybe be perceived as like, uh, oh, I don't need that. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, like how have you been able to succeed sure. like in spite of that? So I think we're at a very interesting kind of turning point with new parents nowadays, because I feel like um, even like with my generation, I'm 37, so I'm like slightly older. Um, you were just kind of expected to like know how to do these things, you know, like it wasn't really something that you really talked about. Um, you know, maybe you got advice from like your parents or you read a book about it or something, but, but now everything is kind of shifting into more of like, Oh, I'll just see, I'll just, you know, follow somebody on social media. Um, I will see if they have an online course. And like, I feel like everybody is like becoming so like on board with like, just, you know, let me take a course because we're all busy now, right? We don't have time to sit and read a book for four hours, like about trying to figure out how to potty train. We want an expert that we can see that will tell us what to do. Um, so I think that is definitely kind of working in our favor. And I've seen more of a shift to people being more on board with, you know, with buying a course for potty training, um, because you can go out and buy a book for less than 10 bucks, but you'll right. spend 40, $40 on my course. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that's a, that's a, a, a significant price difference, but I think new parents today, like see that value because it's, you know, they know that they're getting expert advice that is, you know, coming at them right from their computer, which is like more of a format, I think that people are For used sure. to nowadays. Um, so that has definitely been a benefit. And also, with it being so kind of niche, what I do is, um, is has helped me a lot, because there are a lot of accounts out there that will do um, you know, kind of all aspects of toddlerhood and they'll do, you know, the behavior and the sleep and the, um, nutrition and like everything kind of combined into one. 
But I always like the metaphor of like, you know, if if you really want a pair of white jeans, like, are you going to go to Macy's and like try to dig through everything to find that perfect pair of white jeans? Or are you going to go to the store next to it? That's the white jean store. And, you know, know yeah, that they're going right. to have exactly what you're looking for. And they specialize in white jeans. So like that's that's kind of how my mindset has worked. Like I know yeah. I could expand into other areas, but I don't want to. Like I want to focus on one thing and do it perfect yeah. and make sure that people know I am the authority on potty training. If you need potty training help, yeah. like I'm I'm the girl. So Yeah. When we think about kind of the the most like successful brands that we've worked with, I think that's another thing that they have in in common is they sort of fight that temptation to like go and branch into these other areas because most of yeah. them could right eventually you get to a point where you know financially you could swing it right you could go hire someone or you could go film another course or whatever you have the audience that's maybe asking for it but like you know i think about like taking care of babies right like the only thing she does is sleep like and yeah. trust me she could go and do kind of anything that she wants at this point um, mm -hmm. mommy labor nurse like the only thing they focus on is labor and delivery right so uh, I think that's probably a, a really important point. If you're listening to this, like, and you're kind of just starting out fighting the urge to be like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. Like kind of stay focused in that lane. And there's a, a saying in marketing that I think applies to most businesses is that there's, there's riches in the niches. And so yeah. I think that's pretty accurate, um, especially for, for digital, um, for digital brands. Yeah, I completely agree. Do you feel, I know you said the competition's kind of lacking. There's just not much out there in the potty training space. Do you feel like you're competing with influencers who are not experts per se, but they're just saying like Kim um, Kardashian's out there saying, this is not a pie dream, my kid. Right, <laughs> right. Um, you know, no, I don't think so necessarily. Um, I mean, you, you definitely see influencers out there who are like, um, you know, if you want potty training advice, like this is what we did with my son. And I have a new post up on the blog about step-by-step -step what we did. And I'm just like, ugh, like, ugh, but you don't know, like, you don't know, like their situation, like their child is different than yours. They're a different age. They're at a different level of development. You live a different lifestyle very clearly. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, I hate when, when influencers or, or anybody really tries to like, can the whole potty training experience into like one go-to method, like one miracle cure kind of thing, um, because it just doesn't exist. And it just kind of promotes that cycle of misinformation out there. I think you know, we've established, you know, we've talked that I've got two babies under two and I kind of feel like my wife is starting to turn that corner of, cause she literally mentioned this the other day of um, working on, working on, um, tantrums right now. Okay. And she's seen all these other influencers do this, this, and this, but she's like, you know, no, like I need, she's been checking out books from the library like crazy. Yeah. And, and so she's like, no, I'm at a point. She literally said like, I'm done with the influencers. I need the experts. Yeah. And I never it's really true. have thought about that before. Like, gosh, do you, is that a competitor for you? I guess it kind of is. Cause they it have yeah. so many followers that will just do whatever they say. Yeah. And that's a really good point because it's true. Like people look at them as like an authority figure when they're just another mom, just like you basically like trying to figure things out and they happen to find something that worked for them. It's not necessarily, you know, going to work for you. And it's kind of frustrating. I think when moms try these same things that they see influencers having great success with, and then it doesn't work for them and they start to doubt themselves as parents or, you know, feel like they're doing something wrong. And, um, 
and, and it's, it, and that's hard. I think that's like one of the, like you can find so much information on social media, but it's also a bit of a danger zone because it can like kind of mess with your confidence as, as a parent and making the decisions that are best for your family. Sure. And you know, you've built this business, gosh, I mean the right way you've done so many things that are so good. And I'm <laughs> curious, yeah. If you could start this over again, though, knowing what you know now, what would you do different? Yeah, that's a really, really good one. It's my um, favorite question. <laughs> I'm so curious. I'm so curious to hear how you're going to answer this. I'm not, Brad mentioned you've done a lot of things, right? Like we, we talk about, you know, guests that we've never met, like we hadn't met before today. And right. so I literally, literally we were sending stuff like, man, look at this cool thing that she's done or, oh, this is her domain <laughs> authority or look at her courses. Right. So like you, you literally, we talked about it. Like you have done so many things, right. And I know you've encountered some challenges, but I, I'm really curious how you're going to answer this question. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, so thinking back on it now, you know, I think I was a little unorganized when I first started because I am the kind of person that like when I get an idea, I like take it and run with it a million miles an hour until until it's done, like until it's a fabricated thing. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm competitive and I don't want somebody else to do it before me or like if it's just, you know, internal drive or what it is. Um, so I think I rushed a lot of things, um, that I could have probably spent some more time on initially, as far as like, especially like my first online course, that was a disaster. Like looking back on that now, I'm like, I, I charged people so much money for that. And it really wasn't all that it could have been. Like, it was just way too generic and like, it didn't have enough, it didn't have enough like information in it to you know, be worth what I was charging for it. So I think I probably, you know, would have definitely changed how I set my first course up um, because I feel like that was just horrible. And then, um, and then I also rushed myself and I published, I self-published two like potty training guides initially on um, Amazon to kind of cover um, like two hot potty training topics, which are pooping on the potty and, and nighttime potty training. And I, because I just wanted, I wanted a resource out there. Like I wanted a go-to resource out there for parents to be able to like, oh, let me, you know, just order this for $2.99 or whatever. Um, I should have taken all of that time and effort that I put into publishing those books and just made them online courses from the get-go. Um, because I feel like, again, like I was saying, like, we're kind of all shifting away from books and more into this like online digital realm. So, so th those are probably the two biggest things I think that I would have done differently. And then otherwise, I wouldn't have started with posting like stupid mom humor on my Instagram page. Like I would have spent more time like focusing it on like actual potty training information. Cause I was just like posting whatever I could think of at that point when I was first starting out. So I do wish I had more of a, a, you know, focused kind of voice on my social media from the beginning because it might've grown faster. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. I'm a big believer in that things happen for a reason. And maybe if I'd have made one small change, I wouldn't be where I am today. So who knows? This is going to individually turn into an entire masterclass right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm so, yeah, it's so good. Um, 
Okay, so we have two, well, we, we like to think of them as fun questions that we okay. ask everybody. Okay. Um, so the first one is, what recent purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life? And it doesn't have to be business related. It could be anything. We've got some really crazy answers. Okay, let me think. Um, should I talk about the new coffee cup that I just got? That's probably not a good one. Um, hey, if it's positively impacted feel, your life, then... Well, <laughs> can I talk I've, about something that I got for my kids? Like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. It's totally open-ended. <laughs> so... Um, so we recently tried a new brand of vitamins for my kids and um, my daughter actually has type one diabetes. So, uh, so she struggles with, you know, spikes in her blood sugar and things like that. She was recently diagnosed in December. So that's been like a whole new challenge for us to deal with as parents. Um, and we just found this new vitamin. It's called Haya. I think I'm saying that right. H-I-Y-A. And uh, it's made completely out of like natural fruits and vegetables. So um, it doesn't have like all the added sugar and stuff. Like before I would have to give her vitamins with a meal so that I could carb count it and give her insulin for it. And now um, with these vitamins, they don't spike her blood sugar at all. Like I can give them to her whenever she wants and, and she really actually likes the taste. So, so that's kind of like the newest game changer in our household right now, which sounds kind of minor, but... No, that's, oh, that's, it's, it's, that's it's helping great. us. Yeah, it sounds like it's made a positive change. That's awesome. I will say that might have. So before you answered that question, the the reigning uh, best answer on the top of the throne was knitting needles. I hadn't. That was one I never expected. But okay. I think you took that. I think you took the cake with with an answer I did not expect. So I'm okay. glad that that has worked out. That's awesome. That yeah. sounds like it's positively impacted everybody. So that's fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone Anything gives we us find... all the corny answers like, oh, this new planner and this new business oh. book. I'm like, no, <laughs> like we asked that because we want the, we want like a little glimpse into like your yeah. personal life. So that's, that's, that's my cool. real life. Yeah. Anything we can it. find to make the whole diabetes management thing easier is going to be the top of my list always. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, okay. Second fun question. And then we will, we'll wrap. Uh, what platform software or app do you use in your business that your business could not live without? And the one caveat here is that you can't say any social media platforms. Okay. Fair enough. Um, gosh, I kind of have two that are equal. Go like, for it. okay. So um, I have to give a huge shout out to Wix, which is who I host my website from. Um, and I'm actually able to manage, they've really come a long way since I first started with them. So, um, so I'm able to have full control over all my web design and everything on there, which is something that I personally like to handle myself. Um, so love them, love their ease of use. Uh, I can manage all my email contacts through them and do email automations through them now, which has cut off, like cut out um, active campaign and stuff like that for me, which has been like a really big deal. And um, equally also my course platform, Thinkific um, has been great. I jumped on with them, I think like when they were first getting started and I was first getting started, um, so, uh, working with them and, and seeing how they've kind of grown and added new, um, you know, apps and functions and things like that to the platform has been really cool. Um, you know, so, so those two things without a doubt, my business could, could not run without either of those two things. 
Love it. That's great. Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah. We will link to your website and your social media in the show notes. Um, yeah, just really appreciate your time. This is uh, like we said before we started, like we love these conversations, especially with brands that we like don't work with because it's such a fun insight into kind of the world of digital brands and digital courses and how everyone does things and, and build successful brands. So um, thank you for giving us a little bit of a, a glimpse into your world and um, sharing a little bit more about your brand. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.